one person actually make a difference in unifying the entire world? What are some tools I can use to live a life of more freedom? These are just some of the concepts you'll hear about in every episode of See One Beautiful Soul. Hi friends, welcome back to See One Beautiful Soul, season two. It's Barbara Heller. I had a nice long summer break and I needed it. (laughs) I can't believe I started this a year ago. It's hard to believe. It feels like ever since March 2020, I don't know about you, but I feel like we've been living in a new time zone, like the entire world. I once heard my rabbi say that God lives outside of time, and I feel like we're getting a taste of that. I was recently learning some Torah Bible uh, with my father, and um, we were talking about the first seven days of creation and how each of the days I learned from a scientist named Dr. Gerald Schroeder in Jerusalem, who's also a, a Jewish scholar as well. He said that he was able to prove mathematically or scientifically that the first seven days of creation were actually not 24 hour days. They were, they could have been thousands of years, hundreds, like a whole formula to it. And I'm terrible with numbers. So I'm sorry, Dr. Schroeder, if I'm speaking out of turn, but that calmed me so much just knowing that time is so relative. And I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza, as a lot of you know, if you've been listening to all these episodes, I quote him a lot. I had one of his top scientists last year, which I was so excited. Um, That's a wonderful episode with Dr. Hamal Patel. Please, please go and listen to that. I think I was one of his very first interviews, and he's about to come out with a paper showing, proving that through their studies of blood work, that they could actually prevent disease, uh, including certain strands of COVID potentially, uh, just by having us meditate, which when we meditate, we actually slow down everything so that we, in a way, become almost above or eluded by time. We don't have to worry about time because we're somewhere else in that moment, or maybe we're actually more present than we've ever been. I've been thinking a lot about time and I am currently living in Florida. It's very strange because I spent the majority of my life, especially my whole adult life so far, living in big cities. I lived in Jerusalem, New York, all over the country touring, and then most of my time in Los Angeles. And it's very hard for me in a way to be outside of a big city. But I got to tell you, I really am enjoying taking my own advice from the book that I wrote. I hope that you guys pick up a copy if you haven't already. It's called And Then One Day the World Coughed. You can pick it up on Amazon. I've done the audiobook version and then you can also, if you want, look at the visuals. I'm not the greatest painter in the world, but I hope when you look at the book, it inspires you to paint your own children's book. (laughs) But in that book, um, I do talk quite a lot about going home and how COVID was such a great reset for so many people. I heard from so many of my friends and family I'm going home. I'm going to go visit my parents that I haven't seen in a long time, and I'm going to stay there with them. I'm going to take my family time much more seriously. In fact, I'm never going to the office again. I'm going to work from home forever now, or I'm going to homeschool my kids. Uh, I I heard those types of things from so many people, and and I included that in the book, and I took my own advice. I, I grew up here in South Florida, and, you know, my dad's not feeling so well physically. And and it's been such a a joy and a blessing and an honor to get to learn 
Torah with him once, sometimes twice a week. We haven't missed a week. So um, it's quite an honor. And and I did talk about this in the very first episode when I, I talked about why I wanted to do a podcast on forgiveness. And, um, you know, my dad arguably was like the first person I had to learn how to forgive. And uh, we talk about it all the time while we're learning Torah, you know, and he'll you know, often say, I hope you forgive me. And I always say the same thing, dad, I forgive you, forgave you a long time ago. You can stop asking me. Um, I said, without you and our relationship, I might not even have a podcast. So, um, I, I got up and spoke at this wonderful retreat center, um, during Rosh Hashanah. I was with, uh, in the Jewish new year. I was with, uh, two of my dear friends, uh, Rabbi Baruch Plotkin and his wife, Shandel. And um, they said, would you like to get up and speak? And I said, of course. And so, I don't know, it, it sort of came to me. It was probably the first Rosh Hashanah, the first Jewish New Year I had been to with my father in a really long time. I, I, I couldn't remember the last time. I, I think, honestly, it was the first one I'd been to with him since I was like 17 years old. And I said, for any of you in this tent, because we were in an outdoor tent, I said, for any of you who are really struggling with uh, one of your parents or, or one of your elders... Um, that you just think, ah, they'll never get it. I'm, I'm never going to talk to them about what really, really hurt me. I said, I challenge you to pick up a book of wisdom, whether it's the Torah, Kabbalah, Bible, uh, the Quran, if it's a Hindu book, um, wh- whatever it is that, that moves you, that, that feels like divine words, uh, please just make a time make a set time to sit with someone that you might have been having issues with in the past and, and just read it together and, and ask questions of it. And don't bring up anything from the past. Don't, don't bring up the stuff that you have just sitting right under your heart because it will come through. And the beautiful thing about it is that if you're both really present and open, not only will you move past the thing that was very troubling for you or for them, but you will start to make stronger your relationship in the future. And that's definitely what's happened with me and my dad. And so I said, it really works wonders. Uh, You know, I highly recommend it. And uh, the the Jewish tradition is that you have a set time uh, weekly with anyone that you're learning with. So, you know, I've had lots of friends and teachers that I've learned with at a set time. So like Wednesdays at 10 AM or whatever it is. Um, but having that set time, not just, you know, saying, Oh, I'll meet you for lunch. And somebody comes late. No, having like a set time once a week, there's something that happens in sort of the atmosphere. And what I've learned is that if you have a set time and you keep it and you're not late and you make sure to take out the books and you actually study, you don't just sit there gossiping or talking about the mundane, but you know, you could also do that too. But uh, if you make it a point to actually study wisdom at that time, then everything in your life will have a better mazal, will have a better luck to it. So your finances, your love life, your health, your physical health. And so you're listening right now and um, you, you've you heard that my dad is not feeling so well physically. He's currently going through chemotherapy and he's also uh, has Parkinson's. So he has to take medication for different things. I would just ask that if you're listening to this, you just put out a prayer that, you know, he does 
he does well. We all, um, God willing, um, feel good physically and emotionally and spiritually. I want to just say an amen to that because I did put it out to the, the universe. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Felt like someone just did. So thank you. And I also just want to say, you know, this is season two and I, I want to thank you, our listeners. Um, I couldn't believe how many downloads we had in the past year. 33 episodes. So this is episode 34. And I'm so humbled. I really had no idea if anybody would listen besides Rabbi David Aaron, who dared me to do this podcast. So I just want to say thank you. Um, I'm really speaking from my heart to yours. I'm actually, my eyes are filling up with tears, um, how humbled I am uh, to have had all of my guests on here, um, you know, opening their hearts and talking about the people that they've had to forgive, um, including themselves sometimes. And, um, sharing so much wisdom with us and the emails that I got from you guys saying that you are so grateful for this episode or that episode. It just, it warms my heart. I really, you know, I don't measure my success based on how much money I have, thank God, (laughs) or, you know, how many downloads I have. But um, I do have to say getting those emails and hearing from you guys that some of these stories really helped you got you through a hard day or sent you sent it to someone that you cared about. It just, it makes my heart glow. And, um, I, I really think it's not quantity, but quality. So thank you so much. And if any of these episodes, uh, speak to you, I would, you know, keep encouraging you, please send them on, you know, um, we really didn't make any money at this podcast, but that's not the point. We're doing this because we really want to change the world and, and save this world. And, um, it, it was, uh, a rough summer. I I felt there was a lot of tension in the world and, um, I I was glad to have a break from recording and editing, but I did miss, uh, doing what I'm doing right now, sharing with you from my heart to yours, knowing that at some moment you would hear this and it might make a difference in your day. Um, I have been going on with my class, uh, Speak My Magic. Uh, If you're a female, you can go to speakmymagic.com and uh, sign up for class. We meet a few Wednesdays out of the month and we discuss tools for living a more creative life and how to just get unstuck. And we have meditations and dance parties. Um, And if you're a guy and you want to do a class like that, let me know. I'm happy to hold one for mixed to have one for teenagers coming up as well. I think teens really need uh, to learn healthy, self-soothing techniques as well as how to deal with anxiety and sadness and also how to put their creative juices in a proper and healthy channel. So that's that's what the class is all about. I've also been working a little bit on this show that I have called People in the Park Eating Pastries. Uh, We are premiering a brand new episode tomorrow night, and uh, I've been doing some voiceover work. Also, um, I have been working hard with my friend Philip Wilburn on our show on Clubhouse called Impression Idol. So if you'd like to hear me do some fun impressions, you can head over to uh, Clubhouse. Uh, We are still working out the day and time for this season. We've had two seasons so far and two winners of the title Impression Idol. And we are looking to uh, sell that show for on camera. So if you know anybody who 
is interested in <laughs> putting on a show where a bunch of contestants uh, pretend that they are a celebrity uh, for the entire show, and then they sing as that celebrity and win the title of Impression Idol. Um, let, let me know. You can always email me at info at barbpeller.com. We also have a new Patreon account, so please go to patreon.com backslash barbpeller and support us there. That is where we collect funds for See One Beautiful Soul and all the original content that we produce. Um, I'm also working on a brand new book and a feature film. Uh, I've been working on it for a while. This this film, it's based on this musical that I wrote called Finding Barb, which is when I went out with a hundred different guys, don't laugh, between uh, the ages of 24 and 30. And I wrote a musical called Finding Barb. And uh, it did well in Los Angeles. And we were on the news and in the Jewish Journal and in the LA Times. And then we went on tour with it. Uh, and then it got really expensive to produce on my meager teacher salary. And so I went back to the drawing board and I talked to my director and she's like, you need to make this a movie. And I said, I know, I really want to make it a movie. So, uh, I went ahead and started writing it and had some feedback from my mentors, which is what you do when you're writing a film. And, uh, at least people who haven't sold a film yet, that's usually what you do. And, and I got many rounds of notes and then I wound up dating someone and got engaged to him and it became like my life just, you know, dealing with that. And then I, broke off the engagement and then the aftermath of breaking off the engagement <laughs> became my life. And then I got more into acting work and yeah, that's, um, that's what happened for those couple of years. I took a big break from writing it. And then I was listening to Mel Robbins the other day. I don't know if you've been listening to her, but she's just on fire right now. And I feel like she's everywhere. She was on my sister's podcast. My sister has an incredible podcast. If you haven't heard it yet, it's called don't keep your day job. And you got to hear Mel Robbins on my sister's podcast. She's so great. Um, and she has this thing called the five second rule, which I love. And, uh, I was thinking about it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so great. And I have not the five second rule, but I have a different version of it, which I learned in yeshiva. When you're Jewish, you sometimes go to this place called yeshiva where you would learn from these like big rabbis and sages and, and rabbitsons and, and other teachers. And one of the things I learned is that you jump out of bed in the morning like a lion. And sometimes I used to roar when I first started doing this. And you say the words, lefanecha melakai v'chayam. And um, what you're saying is, uh, thank you, God, for another day. Thanks for bringing my soul back to my body. Because when we sleep at night, we believe that part of our soul goes up to heaven. And then it comes back down in the morning. And, um, and I think that that's true. If, I mean, if you've ever walked by somebody and they look like they're quote unquote dead asleep, it's because a part of them is, is actually not there. It's somewhere else. Um, supposed supposedly one sixtieth of them is up in, in heaven. And so, you know, that's why we wash our hands right away in the morning. Cause we have like that tuma, that, um, uncleanly, like, I don't know, remnant of death that was on us <laughs> when we come back down to earth. But, um, you know, I definitely feel like I'm in another world when I'm sleeping. And so when I first wake up in the morning, I, I used to be so good about jumping out of bed like a lion and then saying, Mo de ani lefanecha. I usually like sing it. And I do sing it every morning, but I've been noticing that I have been like not jumping out of bed. And, um, and sometimes I do, but not every day. And I, and I was like, oh my gosh, she, Mel Robbins helped me remember the Jewish custom of jumping out of bed because 
she basically says five, four, three, two, one, and then she jumps out of bed because it, if she doesn't act on it right away, she'll stay in bed forever. She's, she does the same thing when it comes to working on creative projects, and she's also super creative and has like radio shows and you know TED Talks and all that kind of stuff, books um, and TV shows. And so you know I can relate to having a lot of creative juice and wanting to channel it in healthy, kosher ways to make the world a better place. And so I do act very quickly on those things, but sometimes I get caught in the brain fog of, well, I just sent that email or I just started on that project again, but am I really ready or is it really, is the project really ready? And I can, I, I, I act on the five seconds, but then like I stop because <laughs> everyone has, you know, issues with this sort of thing, right? We, we get blocked and stopped at any point along the way in the creative process when, when we're feeling not confident or we let the Yitzhahara, the, the negative inclination, the negative voice inside of us take over. And so, uh, I was definitely, uh, realizing by listening to her that I had so much to do. And I was realizing that subconsciously I was just feeling overwhelmed. And tell me if you also have felt this way. I think during COVID, during, you know, 2020, that's, you know, now now gone into 2021, there's been this weird fog for me and a lot of other friends where it's like, well, would it matter if I got it out right away anyway, whatever I'm working on? Because the world's really slow, so it doesn't really matter. And so I was sort of falling into that. I mean, yes, I did put out 33 episodes of this podcast. I put out a book. I did a few courses online. I, you know, had a couple of commercials and stuff like that. But and I was in six magazines last year. I cannot believe that happened. I don't know why people interviewed me during the pandemic, but that's when I got press. Very fun. Um, but, you know, I have 30 songs that I haven't finished that I that I started in, in 2019 and, and 220. And I have four episodes of People in the Park Eating Pastries, which is a, a show that I shot um, in 2019 and early 2020 that were never edited because I, or they were edited, but like we didn't actually finish that process because we all got sidetracked, me and the crew. And so I decided to go back and put it out. And I'm really proud of myself because if anyone's listening to this, who that also happened to, where you were working really hard on something or you were about to work really hard on something and then COVID hit, you don't have an excuse anymore. Like, thank God things are getting better. People are getting vaccinated. People are, are doing other things to get healthier. And people are, I think, I hope, please God, we're going back to a new normal or going forward, I should say, to a new normal. So I just want to encourage you if you're listening right now that you are ready because you're never going to feel ready, but you can just start now. Five, four, three, two, and one. And I want to invite you to take a deep breath. And since it is the beginning of a, a brand new year, at least the Jewish calendar year, think about what it is that you really want to bring forth this year. Just take a deep breath for now. And breathe out. Good. Let's do one more deep breath in. And hold it. And breathe out. 
So I'm sure by now you're you're seeing pictures or if you see life in words, you're you're definitely seeing images or pictures, phrases of things that you'd like to bring into your life this year. That's great. And I have them too. You know, I want a big house with a wraparound front porch and back porch. I want to get married this year. Please God, somebody say amen. I want to have children. Please God, somebody say amen. I want to continue to create curriculum that inspires people and unites people through content like songs and and books and feature films and podcasts like this one and also real curriculum for um for the classroom and for retreats that I lead where we get people to get beyond their negativity and actually make the world brighter and more unified and the reason I share all that is because I've thought a long time about my why and I want you to do the same thing. It's not just enough to have those pictures of the things that you want or the people that you want in your life. What's your why? What's, what's the thing that's driving you? I hope that one of the pieces of your why is like we've talked about before. If you knew that your neighbor who shares that wall with you, who sometimes you curse in the middle of the night because <laughs> they're being so loud, you know, they had to cook that stuff that smells so raunchy. If you could just take a moment and, and think about, could part of your why be that we all are one soul, that you want to create certain things in the world because you want everyone to be more united? Because if you knew that by cursing the person that lives next to you out, even without sharing it with them, if you knew that that actually could hurt them, would you do it? If you knew that, that their heart was part of yours, would you wish them anything bad in their life? And I know some of you are listening and you're like, well, you don't understand what I've been through with my neighbor. Or, you know, well, you could say that, but my father or my sister or my brother or my, my friend that is, has defriended me, you have no idea how hurt I am. I get it. You may want to hate me after this speech. But one thing that I've learned in the short 45 years that I've been here is that the more we can just love and let go and love and let go and love and let go, then all the more so should the divine love us and let go of anything that we did that might have hurt others. So I hope that that becomes part of your why if it, if it isn't already. And if it is, good for you. Thank you. <laughs> Clearly you're a good student, a good listener of this podcast. Um, is there anything that you'd like to hear more of this year? Is there a forgiveness story that you or someone you know has? I'm going to ask again, please email us at info at barbheller.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what it is that is simmering in your heart, in your mind, that you would like to discuss more. Um, and if you heard a guest last year that you liked, I'd really love to hear more about it because maybe I'll have them on a second time. So thanks again for listening and being here. It means so very much to me. I'm so honored and humbled uh, to be your host. And I just want to say 
I love you. If you know somebody with a great story about forgiveness, failure, or freedom, please share them with us. If you learned something new or feel like something from this episode could inspire someone else, please share the episode on your Facebook page or Instagram and tag that person and tag us too. You can find all of our social medias, drop us a note, or join our newsletter at www.c1beautifulsoul.com. Please don't forget to subscribe and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you hear podcasts. May we all choose to look for the light in ourselves and each other in all ways, always. Always.